Mike. John, my guy, what's going on, brother? Hey, how you been, pal? <laughs> man, pretty good, dude. How you been? It's nice to talk to you, man. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit, Mike. Uh, last week, dentist appointment, not something everybody wants to go to. Pretty bad. Nah, but you got to do it. <laughs> I, I applaud you for, you know, getting back in there, doing your obligations. And, okay. you know, got to do it. Happen, dude. Got to do it once in a while. But the only obligation, Mike, I have tonight is to be cold on my takes. And where do we find us, I believe? That's right, man. This is, oh, dude, great. That was absolutely fantastic, dude. This I know. is. That that sets us up for a fantastic episode, John. <laughs> I'm happy to be. Feels like I'm sitting next to you. I'm happy to be here with you. Uh, we're going coast to coast. This is the coldest it takes. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, out in Massachusetts. So you can follow me on Twitter at sd underscore caster. The man who you know shaped up the lovely intro right here. That's John out in California. John, tell the people where you're at. John J. Pat, Twitter and Instagram, Coles and Takes, every single place that you could ever find a platform, Mike. That's uh, right. To, to hear a podcast. But, Mike, I got I got to start with something. I know everybody's big on, you know, the tournament and free agency and all mm-hmm. that. But, Mike, I got to start with this league. Okay. Dude, I wasn't expecting this, but I'm all ears. If we're going NBA basketball off the top, what's the pressing issue? The pressing issue, Mike, is that LeBron James basically owns the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. The man from Akron, the uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, New York Yankee fan at heart. I, I didn't see it coming. And you know what? I understand it. Uh, people breaking every. If people don't know what happened was what ha- happened was uh, that LeBron had had. St- I think he had Liverpool like two percent, Mike, or something like that already. Yep. And then he yeah, decided to invest uh, seven hundred and fifty million dollars into uh, the Fenway Group. And that's John Henry, notable, also very cool, first uh, black owner in mm-hmm. the family group versus, like, John Henry, which he kind of looks like, uh, <laughs> what is it, Prince, uh, Prince uh, what, what's the one that looks like he's dead uh, from England? Oh, Prince Prince Harry? Yeah, Prince Harry. It looks yeah, like see, I mean, dude, keeping it relevant, man, a lot of, a lot of royal family news in there, and dude, oh. there's none more royal in America right now than the king, King James dude. himself. You know, Mike, dude, that's very impressive, John. Um, Mike, and like here, you said, man, him and Mav Carter. Yeah, John, go ahead. No, him and Mav Carter. Mav Carter's like a big – he's been doing very well with LeBron in like their like investment deals. Like he's been like kind of killing it. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's like the, you know, the voice on LeBron's, you know, shoulder, the voice of reason be like, you know, helps him see through it. But, dude, I think it's – Super cool, uh, you know, especially you know for LeBron to, you know, have that stake in Liverpool. They had some success. Now he's got some stake in the the Red Sox. It's like it's like uh, Urban Magic Johnson, you know, like in mm. his stake. He because he bought, yes, he, he owns some portion of the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and you know they just won a World Series. So it's just it's it's all good things. Which Mike brings me back to the point that. LeBron James, even if you're a Boston fan, is still not the most hated person in that boardroom. 
Um, <laughs> it can't be because John Henry is in that boardroom. And you know what? If LeBron is going to take over and kick John Henry the frick out of here, oh, boy, it took me a lot to not just go into a, a rampage <laughs> on there. Um, to not lose a guy like Mookie Betts to the Dodgers where now Magic Johnson's making all the money. Oh, boy, I could get mm-hmm. in with for days. But, Mike, my end well, point the- being, though, it, okay. and Mike, it's making me really, really hard to hate LeBron again. Forever, forever. Right, yeah, dude. You feel, you know, it's been slow. You've been saying it for a little while now. Mm. You know, all these moves, All I think all it's going to take is just like a halfway decent Space Jam movie. Space Jam is yes. going to, it's going to either, you know, be like, all right, let me simmer down here or let me just go, you know, ramp it up. Uh, but I, dude, I, I totally think, you know, uh, you know, LeBron putting his his money into the Red Sox, like that'll be good for the organization, yeah, the area and everything like that. And this the Sox, for what it's worth, man, spring training almost over, regular season's about to start. Red Sox look halfway decent. I mean, they look like they're in a rebuild. Yeah, well, last year they were dog shit, Mike. So, like, what else? You know, you can't get worse than that, and. Mike, don't get me wrong for the viewers. I just hate LeBron because he always beat my teams in sports, and I really always well, right, wanted right. No, him the, on my team. Everybody, but, everybody gets that. The, but, we're, but if we're talking business decisions, like, no, I want LeBron kind of pulling the strings, being like, yo, have you seen that dude hit over there? Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. a, he's a he's a superb athlete, Mike. He is a a, a generational you know, top 1% of the people who can play sports. And I would like that guy to see talent once in a while if he's investing in it. I think it's going to be fine. Magic Johnson, again, still pretty good, Mike. He was pretty good at basketball. I think people forget that. Pretty good sports. Right. I totally agree, man. And if if Irvin, if Magic, can, he can have that success, you know, with the Dodgers uh, yeah. from, from his successes – you know, during like, you know, the 80s and 90s and everything that he's been through. You know, I think LeBron, you know, for the younger generation, you know, for the future to come and everything, he he will undoubtedly uh, make – because it's a tough – like, you would have to agree, right? Like, Boston, that whole New England yeah. sports area is very tough. It's very ruthless. And so, I think LeBron, he's going to – he's going to, you know – He's going to reinforce that winning culture, I'd say. Well, yeah, and and which is it's very funny because it's totally the opposite of what John Henry has been putting out for, for a long time. So, hey, if LeBron's offering a new product, I'm a Red Sox fan forever. We got four in my lifetime, which, you know, some people live their whole lifetime as Red Sox fans, never seeing one. So right. I got – I got to hope it's going to bring anything but John Henry, Mike, is how I'm going to wrap that up. But. Yeah. Yeah. John Henry. Dagger. Getting over that, Mike, is I got something that you and I are going to agree on right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. What's that? It's tied to us is that Nelson Aguilar is going to be the best wide receiver in the league next year. Right, and uh, and Jalen Mills is going to be prime champ Bailey, bro. It's, yes. It's going to be big time over there. 
listen, you guys didn't get that Super Bowl, okay, without a little bit of, uh, you know, rubbing it in your face a little bit later, all right? You guys were yes. skating, skating a little bit too much, Mike. <laughs> Bro, it's, it, it's very interesting. It makes, me, it makes me really, you know, at Bills, now that Tom's gone, yeah, you know, last year was tough in New England. But, you know, Bill sat through the draft last year. You know, people made fun of him. I think we're seeing him do – like a full scale sweep sweep in here. Like he brought in absolute studs at multiple positions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy, it's funny to me because like, like you bring up the Super Bowl, you know, you could talk about, you know, that, you know, stand, you know, being imprinted in Bill's brain. Right. And so he's like, all right, you know, at least, you know, a couple of these players at least were pretty good. And then that whole picture that came out of Bill Huggins, you know, Hunter Henry whispering yeah, in his yeah, ear yeah. and stuff. Bro, it's just like it makes me want to pay attention to to that stuff more. Uh, because I think I think Bill, he kind of he's going for more like John, like Johnny Smith, like has a ton of potential. Hunter oh Henry, has, you know, like, dude, I, I just think. He's he was very maybe stagnant in the past few years because they had a, a ton of guys they had, which had longevity, and then we saw those guys who, who had that longevity either you know leave for bigger contracts, retire, get injured, something like that, and now we're seeing them you know shuffle the deck back. Mike, that's that's the best way you can describe New England right now. Like last year was gonna suck either way. But they still went seven and nine, and you can blame it on a pandemic. I mean, Bill just gets outs, dude. Like, he just has like, like a, the little bit of out, you know, those little breaks in life that you know, may, you know, that you take or whatever. And Bill has it, and the most cap room because Tom, pretty much, you know, let's be honest, messed the Patriots up last year because he was a thirty million dollar cap hit. Like, come on, man. Like, cap hit is way different than contracts. And that's the thing that people don't understand. It's like cap hit every year. Like, you have to make a payroll. Have you ever done a payroll with NFL players? Good luck, pal. You know? Right. right. So No, I agree with that. It's like because you have to be under the cap. Like, the Eagles, with their whole trading of Carson Wentz and everything like that, they, they freed up a ton of space for them to reload. Um, can we can we, men- can we mention though uh, Carson Wentz just grabbing the number two now? I feel like he did a little troll job, just like a little bit. Okay, uh, so how do you feel about? Oh, so he you think he did uh, two to see that I'm better than Hurts? Maybe I don't I don't know, but okay. like I, I, oh, no. I feel. I, I feel like there had to be <laughs> some other numbers out there that he could have got, right? Like, Mike. you know, I understand that the receiver over there didn't want to give him 11, but, like, bro, you're going to come around and take two? I thought that was really funny. Yeah, um, yeah I'm thinking about it, Mike. There were 99 numbers he could have took. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, potentially. Potentially, but, but he took that eight. If it motivates him, if it works there, if it motivates Jalen, on the other end, ooh, right, right, yeah, yeah, oh. no, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I saw some very funny pictures 
of, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts and everything, too, from, like, you know, his press conferences, like, over over the past season and everything. But people were putting that in, in like, memes and stuff. But, like, you know, I think the we knew what the Eagles were going to do last year as soon as they drafted Jalen Hurts where they did. Like, yeah. Like, Jalen Hurts – is is a it, he's a number one quarterback. He has, he has the charisma, the poise. Like he he for what that Philly style of football is. Like yeah, like you know I want Jalen Hurts as my quarterback for the team that I root for. But I will say that I think Carson Wentz, you know, potentially fits the mold in in the Colts offense as well. The Colts, right. you know, they took they took on. Wentz's contract and everything like that but they also have a lot of space like they're not making a lot of moves this offseason because they're going to be spreading out their money to guys like Darius Leonard and some of their stud uh, Mm -hmm. defensive guys so to me I think if I I think the trade already valid is already validated for the Eagles like the Eagles yes the Eagles could could not make the playoffs next year, and and Hertz could still it, it could still Hertz to me is the future for that team. Like Hertz is, we're gonna win with Hertz. Um, so, but as far as the Colts go, uh, to wrap to wrap up my point, and you, uh, as far as the Colts go, I think that if they make the playoffs, it totally validates uh, the Wentz thing. Uh, right. Because, yeah. Uh, but yeah, right. Because he was that's healthy for a season. Um, right, like Jimmy Garoppolo is the same way. Like I, I you know, I I want to see them healthy for a season, but also Mike, the way I the, the Eagles should be going the route of the way that Russell Wilson came into the Seahawks, right? Build the defense, right? Build the defense on you know some some stud guys, draft well for a little bit, and you got some you got some players on the defense. Even though you lose guys, you're losing to get younger. It's not like you're losing because you don't want to pay. It's you're losing because you guys don't want to pay older guys, which is fine, which is why we got Mills is because you're never going to pick up that contract if you're the Eagles. That's dumb. Right. So th- these are good, you know, moves and build an offense like they did in Seattle around Hertz and a good running game. So my answer in the draft for the Eagles is we need to get a good goddamn running back. So you can get him another, uh, another running back. Oh no. For the Patriots. you mean? No, no. For the Eagles. I think they need a better running back. than Miles Sanders. Yes, absolutely. They need a better running back than him. Well, he wasn't that bad when he got the ball. You know no, he I mean? wasn't. No, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm saying you've got to get running backs on the cheap in the draft early. Get oh, them on the cheap in the yeah. draft. And bit, well, dude, you that, know? Yeah, dude. And that's the thing. You bring up a fantastic point. Uh, this year in the draft, I feel like the QB position is being very touted, like more than ever. And there's also a lot of room for – there's more – it's like in the March Madness tournament. I'd say there's more room for error um, in this upcoming draft based on the limited availability. Like, we're seeing players in this draft being looked at their footage from 2019, you know? Yeah, because they just didn't have it at the end. It, it's so it's going to be so crazy. To, I, I want the guy from Alabama who hurdled that guy. 
at the pa- right, you at want... the Patriots at fifteen, Harris. Yeah, and I want him to play with the other Harris, and then we get to like move another guy out to wide. I don't even know, Mike. It's gonna be ridiculous what the Patriots have done. Um, but do you want to talk some free agency big moves overall before I get to my pass, Mike? I know you got yeah, some things yeah, you want to talk about. Um, dude, to be honest, though, my wheels are turning on this because you, you bring up that. You're talking about the Alabama running back, right? Najee Harris? Yeah, Najee Harris, yes. Because we have – Bro, Dam- bro. Yeah, we have Damian Harris, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, dude, I – um, yeah, Dude, that, that's really funny. Uh, I think the Patriots probably should go for a guy like that because I've heard reports that, you know, James White might be out of there. You know, they need – Patriots have had their most – you know, yes, you know, they've won Super Bowls with a slew of running backs, whatever. But, you know, Corey Dillon, okay? What a oh stunt. They brought, they brought him in tail end of the career, right? And if the, if the Patriots can somehow draft, you know, Najee Harris, like a big back, power back, uh, and steal him from the Dolphins, because all I've seen – in these in these mock drafts is the Dolphins drafting uh, Harris. So that wow. would be absolutely wild to me. So Mike, I'm glad you I'm so glad you bring that up. I have thoughts. Um first of all, drafting him, Mike, spin move, hurdle move gets you in the end zone. We all know this. This is this is known, if you will. That was like a Game of Thrones and our reference uh, back in the day. <laughs> but, dude, I would love that guy. Are you kidding me? Like, a, a big oh. a big thing. He reminds me of the guy you were wicked good at in, like, PS2, you know, Madden 04, in the preseason drills where you could bump your guy up a bunch of points because he would just not even care about those cones. And there would be a spin move, a you know, a juke step, and he would just be gone on you because that guy is fast. He is so fast. Right. And I it's can't so get, I can't wait to get rid of Sony Michelle, Mike. <laughs> Dude, uh I he could be out of there. I mean, Tom Brady wants James White. And I love James White, Mike. I'm glad you brought him up. Uh but you know, it's just not going to work going forward. And don't get me wrong, he should have been the MVP of the uh, of the Atlanta Super Bowl, and I'll never forget him for that. I will never forget him for that. Fourteen receptions, the game winner, and the one that actually got us started coming back. I mean, James White is a Patriot legend. Um, he'll probably be a Hall of Famer, and and I don't want anybody except twenty eight coming out the back when I got to dump a pass off. Besides James, that's Ryan. that's that is true fact, man. I've I you know I'm not I'm an Eagles fan, you know. He's our Matthew, Brian Westbrook. So, you know he James White is very good. Uh, I he had some very nice seasons, and you know he used to say he's he's done. Uh, but John, you wanted to talk about some some of the other free agency moves as a whole, like, are we going the J.J. Watt route right now? Out in uh, Arizona? Yeah. Arizona also getting A.J. Green in the mix. Uh, Arizona's got something brewing. Dude, okay. But before you go in on that, I got one more for you that I need your thoughts on. The Chicago Bears, okay? Yes. The funniest picture, the funniest meme I've 
ever uh, seen in the past two weeks or the past few days since free agency and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they put up a wheel of fortune board. They they showed <laughs> a, a they, <laughs> they showed a wheel of fortune board and it was like two words and they put a, a very painstaking Chicago Bears fan and they highlighted some letters. And the guess by the fan was, it's got to be Russ Wilson. And then they highlight, and it's Andy Dalton. Now, before we go into Arizona, what are your thoughts on the Chicago Bears getting Andy Dalton? It's unfortunate. Uh, Because the Chicago Bears winning the Super Bowl and being, you know, being good would be a lot of good, awesome fun for football. But they keep making – like, every week they're making these shit decisions. Why are you going to bring in Andy Dalton if, after you're going Mitch Trubisky? Like, like there's – you're not getting better by bringing Andy Dalton. <laughs> like, right, you go sideways. Like, it's, it's just dumb, really. That dumb, dumb. That's all I got. What do you got, dude? I dude, I kind of feel it, man. I think it's a, I think it's great. Uh, I, I that picture was hilarious. I laughed my ass off. Oh yeah, so the picture they, is amazing. They, yeah, dude, I love fucking funny ass internet memes where it's like, yeah, when it's good hearted like that. When it's not like bullying, oh, all about it. Ridiculous, uh, dude, uh, ridiculous. But bro. Andy Dalton, he was serviceable for Dallas, and I feel like Chicago's a better team. You know, Andy Dalton was okay in Cincinnati. Andy Dalton, to me, is like a, uh, he's older, but he's a better Mitch Trubisky. And then it just proves to me that Chicago's going to be, like, run-oriented, you know, to the max. I wonder how Allen Robinson feels about this, though. Um that's what I would want to know. John, what do you think about J.J. Watt and AZ? So, I got to say, J.J. Watt, uh, good for him getting out of Houston. Kind of sounds like a dumpster fire over there. Um, yeah, it's rough. No, yeah, 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 no, it's just an off comment. Nobody could relate to Jesus Christ. Thank God, J.J., get out of there. Um, like, unbelievable. But... He knew, man. He knew he had to move on. And that, but that's also what you do with older defensive linemen. Like that's literally how the position where how many defensive linemen do you know who have played fifteen years with the same team? It just doesn't happen. They let you go at the end and he played ten and Juju Watt's a Hall of Famer. And now he's in Arizona and Kyler Murray has some weapons, Mike. Can we talk about the weapons he has now? Yeah, dude. What do you think about, you know, A.J. Green? Do you think he's got something left in the tank? Like, what do you think he adds to that receiving core there? I think he adds exactly what Larry Fitzgerald might lack. Because, and not to say that Larry Fitzgerald lacks anything as a wide receiver. Is is he done? I think he might. I think he might just be too old. He's like a 38-year-old wide receiver. That's, That's tough, man. Yeah, but you can't retire as soon as you get AJ Green and JJ Watt on the team. Right. And that's why Larry's gonna come back. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna and be that, that and be that, that, that and Mike, 
and be yes, absolute absolute wagon <laughs> wagon he's pulling. But he's still gonna be the guy I wanna play on my flex, but I don't play and that one week I didn't need him to play well, he gets like, you know, eight eight catches for you know, hundred and twenty yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean that's because he's because he's Larry and he's amazing. So I like that Colin Murray has weapons. What do you think? Uh yeah, dude. I I like it too. I mean I think it definitely helps uh, you know, the offense, you know, it takes the, some of the focus off of, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it makes things interesting to see, especially what San Francisco does this offseason with Richard Sherman and everything like that, because, you know, Sherman was a guy that took away, you know, half the field. You play San Francisco twice a year, you know, you're not throwing as many balls you know, Sherman's way, even if you have DeAndre out there, you know, like, yeah, you're going to take more chances. But, you know, I'm interested to see what that happens. But I do think this helps Kyler Murray tremendously. I mean, he has viable talents. He's not getting, you know, no, it's AJ Green, dude. Like, he was a phenomenal talent for his entire career until he got injured. I mean, he was on the Megatron the Julio Jones, like they Megatron, Julio Jones, and AJ Green were the top three wide receivers for like five years, six years, easily. That is true. Easily, that is true. Yeah, and and without question. So to say that AJ Green doesn't have anything left is a absolute disgrace to how good he was. <laughs> like, yeah, um, it, it makes it interesting with to see bad what, quarterbacks. You know, well, Carson Palmer. Cincinnati. Was Cincinnati seems like they're they're like they're gonna do more of the same or whatever. Like you know, they're making it seem like they're getting rid of some like halfway decent guys. Yeah, I know that they were career guys there and everything, and you know, kind of that's what you do. But I don't know. Cincinnati's never had a winning track record. Like they've been in the Super Bowl before, but like you know, I think. I think they're doing what they've always done is like they have one guy and that guy's their quarterback, you know, and they'll get to Super Bowl maybe because like it worked that one time with Boomer Esiason and, you know, it didn't, it failed with Carson Palmer and failed with Andy Dalton. I mean, Mike, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I will like to say this though. I want to, talk i know we don't love to talk about the patriots on this podcast too much because i'm an absolute homer i don't love to hoard it but mike we'd be remiss wouldn't we if we didn't mention the patriots and the you know first day of free agency spending all this money on all these new dudes like this is right. this yeah. is not a thing that they do no, it's not, and it, it, you know I know we you know we analyze what they did, but yeah, that that is not something to be talked about lightly because that is something that is it, what what Bill's doing right now is very unprecedented. Because yes, you know they make moves, but you know he they don't make the moves like that the the real splashy splashy moves like that right. all the time. So it, it's cool to see you can't really win the Super Bowl in the off season, but you can set yourself up for some future success. Like, right. And I'm, 
And Mike, I yeah. I put it to this being like uh, the last time I was so pumped that we got somebody was Gilmore. And then before that, Randy Moss. You know what I mean? Like splashy, like, oh my god, how the fuck like how the hell did they get this guy? You know? Yeah, you know, it is it is true, but also like I don't know. You can't just pencil yourself into the Super Bowl right now. No, dude, we gotta win the division again. We lost it to the goddamn Bills. Right. And the Bills brought in Mitch Trubisky. I like how we, we are talking to some other some other teams as yes. well. Like I I talked about the Cincinnati I mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Like, I love the Bengals. I know, like I bro, like I never say those words. Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. Like what? Like Mike, Mike, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're the one you get on your third pick in Madden, and you're like, yeah, I'd rather a suicide than that. <laughs> Instead of playing with the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, I mean, I think I like T. Higgins a lot, though. Yeah. I think he's very good. And everybody loves Ocho Senko. So, Mike, I got to ask you, though. You, What's good? UMass Amherst. I got a shout yeah, out. Baby. Hosting the Hockey East Championship. Yeah, isn't that cool? It's very cool. And Mike, if I was oh, if I was back there, I'd have tickets. I'd absolutely go. That would be amazing. That game. Uh, those kids are unbelievable. Um, yeah, I think they might have twenty five percent capacity. I'm not really sure on what they're gonna do. I'm gonna look into it more, but. Uh, UMass itself has has you know like we've been saying for a while it's been a wagon in the hockey department for years, but it's like trickling to a lot of their other sports as well. Um, and for them to land a tournament like this, it's it's really cool. And you know you're you know you're the alumni there. You you've seen like how many guys have have been like drafted into the NHL? Like all I see. He was U.S. players in the NHL right now. Well, they, for some reason, somebody in California, uh, in San Jose, has an absolute plug to all the U.S. players because there's been like three that, you know, Leonard, Braun, and, and Ferrero, they've all yeah, gone and- to, you know, to San Jose. And then you have Sh- yeah. Sherry on the Cavs. I mean, and and then you got Makar, obviously the best of all of them in in Colorado. I mean, I don't know what's going on with UMass, but I think that you can't count these guys out. No, and even this year they're sick too. You know the Teverino. Teverino, what's his name? No, I think he had it, and no, and their goalies are good too. Yes. Like I feel like they've always had consistent, you know, goaltender play and everything like that. Um, but what you're saying though about San Jose, uh, you know, Cam McCarr, obviously, you know, winning the Hobie Baker, you know, yeah. sets him apart. And the things he does on the ice is very impressive. But dude, I really like Mario Ferraro. Mm. Man, I, I, I think that guy. Maybe it's the Italian side of me, but like hey. I think that dude. I think that dude. Uh, He's he's very good, dude. He's a he's a he's a big guy. Mike, you're right. He's very good. I mean, he's actually very tremendous at hockey. 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's I mean, really, you gotta be. It's really fun to see. But uh, no, you gotta have a little Italian in you there, and uh, you gotta have that Italian emoji, like the little. Yeah, right. The guy, the gabagool. The gabagool. But that, oh, I love that, Mike. That's better. Uh, speaking of which, did you do anything on your? You did your Irish shine on St. Patrick's Day, right? You did some uh, corned beef and cabbage. Okay, yes. So let's talk about this. I didn't do corned beef and cabbage this year. I, to be honest, like it falling on a weekday. It happens. You know, it was. It happens. You know, you know, it's it was tough. It was tough, but I, you know, I've. I do want to talk about this because mm-hmm. corned beef by itself, if you just ate that by itself and nothing around it, you there's no shot you could tell me that was like, you know, like, oh, I willingly want to eat just like corned beef with nothing around it. But when you have everything else going with the carrots, you know, the potatoes, mm-hmm you know, get that aroma going, I feel like it makes the dish, you know, so much more. Mm. Uh, so, like, I've had it a few times, mm. but I'm not, like, I can't eat just corn, I can't eat just corned beef. Like, you won't catch me just chopping down some corned beef. But if we got all this stuff going, I'm right there. No, Mike. I get exactly what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah, well, because I like I don't want you to like revoke me from like being Irish or something like that. Like, no, bro, like not. I went no. to Ireland. Corn beef by itself stinks. Okay, okay. Absolutely stinks. Cabbage by itself stinks, Mike. <laughs> like, we're not talking. <laughs> Listen, the only thing we have to boast about is roast beef, and then our backup is like, yeah, cabbage, dude. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Sick, dude. <laughs> awesome life, yeah. Anyway. Hey, 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 tight. But, yeah, tight. What <laughs> Wonderful. Anyway, but no, that's why we always say, listen, it's very good if you can like roast them with the, you know, the peppers, the onions, you can put them with potatoes and carrots and boil them. Right. We just let that whole shit forever stew in a crock pot that somebody knows better than yourself to turn up or turn down and then you just eat that shit with like like a cup of Hawaiian rolls. Uh, because Ooh. those are the goat rolls, Mike. Those are the goats. The right. Everybody knows this. Yeah, you have to have it. Um, but yeah, no. It, and and the funniest part is you're all drunk while you're trying to do this because it's St. Patrick's Day. It's the right. It's the most legalized drinking holiday of all time. Right, but it, and it's also like. You know, it's it's nice, bro. And I don't get why, you know, people, you know, harp on it, you know, like harp on it and say, like, you know, that's not what it's about and stuff. And, and I'm just like, bro, like, I've been to, to Ireland. Like, I've talked to Irish people and I've seen what what it's about over there. And, bro, they drive their cars on those sidewalks mm-hmm. during St. Patrick's Day. So, 
Listen, man, I totally agree. I think St. Patrick's Day <laughs> as a whole is just like the most fantastic holiday because everybody is on that same level of just or like, sidewalk. Hey, we're yeah, we're trying to have a good time, and we're all just gonna get along today. We're you know, there's the Irish. You know, it's to me, it's like. It's such a cool holiday. It's like it's a cool it's such a happy holiday. Dude, the best part about St. Patrick's Day, I don't care what culture or anything that you're from, what is the purpose of St. Patrick's Day? The first thing out of every single person's mouth is it's a drinking holiday. And Everybody looks at you like, you know what? That's kind of like a good idea, dude. <laughs> oh, like, I, like, okay. When is it? In March? Yeah, March kind of fucking sucks, man. When is yeah, it's at the perfect time, man. When is it around? I don't know. Spring's coming. All right, you're selling me on this. Dude, St. Patrick's Day has the best marketing of all time. Like, we're going to have a drinking holiday and Everywhere where somebody might be able to go outside and, you know, have have a couple of beers and wear some green and shit. And then make out or pinch, you know, pinch your friend. I guess that's the thing. We can't do that now. But that was like pinch you if you don't wear green. But also if you don't right, wear right. green. Uh, but anyway, you got to wear green on St. Patrick's Day. I don't give a fuck who isn't. I yell at people who don't. Right. So here's so here's the question, man. Uh, green beer. You know, uh, how do you feel about it? Are you in on that on uh, St. Patrick's Day, or or is that a no go? Man, I'm not like a hard all about it, but I won't do like a green dye in like a like an IPA. That's like kind of stupid, but in a Bud Light. Okay. That, that's in a Bud Light, ask. sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. I'm already but, drinking Bud Light. Like. <laughs> right, but you can't be you can't be throwing too much dye in there, though, because then right, you'll, right. You'll, end, you'll end up, like, like making yourself sick, and you can't be doing that. Because yeah, uh, all that ink and stuff. But yeah, dude, you gotta just, like, if you're doing stuff on St. Patrick's Day, man, like, you... You should only be trying to do, you know, Irish-related stuff on St. Patrick's Day. Like, yeah, you're obligated to. You got to drink a Guinness, you know, or have some change. Or, you know, have some proper 12. Or what else? Walk walk around like you're Conor McGregor. uh, You know, Mm -hmm. that famous walk. You got to walk around like that. What else you got to do on St. Patrick's Day? Um, you got any things that you got to do on St. Patrick's Day? Oh, Mike, you caught it. You caught a lot of them. And I was thinking about this, though. Mike, you have to do all those things, actually, that, that you just said. And I didn't do enough of those. Gotta wear things. some green socks. I did wear. I did wear green all day. From well, that's pretty to, good. From top to bottom, I was in green. Now, what would class would you is any green suffice? Yes, correct. Okay, okay, we're not a stickler about that. What about like you gotta throw some gold in there as well, right? You know, you sure. got some, 
you know, if you got, you know, that. Uh, it's part of the fairy tale. Right? You get some orange in there. You know, you uh, walk hey, around with hey, your pot of gold. Move, oh, I'm sorry. Move, I'm getting move, carried away. Let's hey, relax with the orange, all right? Can't have the orange. You can't have the orange in there. It's part of the flag. No, I'm just I'm just fucking around. That's the <laughs> that's the only one we don't care about North Ireland about the orange. It's like it's St. Patrick's Day. It's an American holiday. If they want to like us for one day, that's pretty cool. They're gonna drink all day. All right, holy, you know I've talked to <laughs> Irish people about it. It's very funny. Like oh, one day you like all of Ireland, and all you do is just get drunk and cheers. Okay. <laughs> Dude, the best part is is that there's like Yeah, yeah. And you do like parades and five Ks and yeah. it's all about and it's so funny, bro, because like you'll do the parade or something and there's people in the parade and they walk like 10, 12 miles or something, whatever the parade route is, and they're just hammered the whole time and it's great. Yeah. So it's you know, you know, it's a feat, man. Dude, and not even joking, uh, shout out to one of our uh, our friends, Tara Caney. When she went over to Ireland, she went to Trinity. Badass girl. She was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, we know you guys like St. Patrick's Day. I don't get it, but you just drink all day on it. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> we don't know who he is. I don't know about the snakes you guys have <laughs> that he drove out, but uh, uh, something you some fibs, right? Uh, <laughs> the coolest thing I remember, or one of the coolest things I remember from being in Ireland, it was a fantastic experience. Mm. Beautiful things I won't forget, but I will say that every single bartender they knew how to make a shamrock on a Guinness, like perfect every single time they get like I've never had more perfect beers in my life than when I was in Ireland most Guinness I ever drank in one one time as well well that's light there Guinness Guinness is a stout boy I know but it's light it's light stout and it's perfect and the fact that you said it Mike I love it that that sounds like heaven to me. I'm buying a one way ticket when I go. I've told everybody in the world, and I don't think they they think I'm kidding anymore. Tell them again. Oh, dude, one way ticket. I'm I'm out of here if I go to Ireland <laughs> because Mike, I gotta play the golf, and we're getting close, Mike. The Masters. Yes, dude. Let's talk about it, man. Because, Just because little... we've had some big tournaments over the past few weeks, man. And there's a lot of good golf being played. And our man and everybody's hero, Tiger Woods, he won't be at the Masters. Mike, so what are we going to do? Give us a recap. Give us a preview. I'm going to let you go, man. Dude, um, I mean, I just think the past few weeks of golf have been very exciting. Uh, but it is apparent that everybody misses Tiger. I think this Masters, I mean, as we get closer, we can obviously, you know, do more of a, a preview. But I think with the players, you know, that happened last week and, you know, Justin Thomas sealing the deal and everything, 
you know, I still think it's going to be a lot of those, you know, big top dogs probably at the Masters. I think, to be honest, like, I'm, I don't want to say Justin, Justin Thomas is going to win the Masters, but he is in fantastic form right now. Nobody's flipping wedges like Justin Thomas right now. So I got to give that man some okay. credit. Um, you know, I know DeChambeau's bombing it. You know, I know we like some of our guys, but in, as far as consistency goes, like week in, week out, like I I'd be scared of Justin Thomas at okay. the Masters this year in uh, in April because he's uh, he's statistically been the best wedge player, mm-hmm. and you know we saw last. November, whenever uh, when DJ won there, uh, it was it? That's what it came down to. It came down to that wedge play. We saw Brooks Kepka on a Saturday at the Masters, like make somewhat of a move, put himself in more contention. So I would say it's going to come down to whoever's striking their their wedges the best, and then having that actually up the tee. So, uh, like, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And. I love this, Mike, because I love golf. And when you bet, because you can bet like 10 players on all of those things. Like, I'm my, my sleeper is John Rahm. Because he's, well, he he's, he's due, though. He's due. That this do, season, he's definitely due. I he's mean, due. And maybe it's the Masters. I don't know, but I could always. That would be pretty sick. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna at least make the weekend. He's gonna make it a little interesting. He might have a little bit of a run, but can he do the whole run? I don't know. I'd love to see Rory do that, but he might not. Maybe Justin Thomas gets it done, or how about a guy like I don't know? Does Rory put it back together against like Phil, or is it gonna be? Sergio, does he get one? I don't know, man. Without Tiger, it's a very wide open, weird field. Right. Yeah, I I totally agree. And the fact that Dustin Johnson hasn't been in as many tournaments, and you know hasn't won in a little bit. You know, you know Brooks won in Phoenix. You know, I think I think there's a lot of good players that are going to be in the mix, like you said with. You know, Rory potentially doing something. I, you know, we got, we like Spieth. We like Ricky Fowler. We do like Spieth. Um, we do like Spieth. I think Spieth has shown a lot that yeah. his form's coming back. I don't know about Fowler to contend at the Masters this year, but I will say. I would love to see. About, uh, all right. All right. Never mind. Never mind. Dude, what? I, I just want. Like, if Ricky was ever to win one, all right? It would be the Masters. It would well, be... So, he could have the green jacket or... Or, or the like, U.S. Open. No, 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 no. The British. So, he could just oh, go yeah. to... He could just go to, you know, you know, wherever the tournament is every year and just show up and just, just be cool as fuck. Like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, the world needs Ricky Crowley. To win a major championship, uh, I would love to see that happen. But I Is would Tom like to Watson try, like uh, you know, yeah. in the orange would be great. 
Anyway, that would ahead. be great. That would be great. I just wanted to reinforce your uh, John Rom point. Uh, oh yes, yes, I, That's dude, because he was he, yeah, he was definitely our guy last year. And to be honest, man, I kind of forgot about about him. And uh, I think you're right, dude. I think he could be too. So I think master season, you know, oh, yeah. if if he's going to – I don't know if he's in the field this week. I saw some guys back in action at the Honda Classic. But, dude. Um, bro, John, John Rahm is going to be our guy who is – he's going to be a stud this year. I'm 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 calling him like I'm in. This guy is it, it, Mike. I've never seen a more consistent like. He's a he's he's so good, dude. At everything. I don't know, man. Okay, so here's the question: We got four majors coming up. Pick a winner right now for each one. Ooh. And uh, this will be like a time capsule pod, and we'll see if we're right. I would say. Uh, Are you going to say Rom for the Masters? No, I got Ricky for the Masters. Ricky for the Masters this year? Yes. Wow, bold. Bold statement. Probably probably terrible. Um, I got um, U.S. Open. I got Rory. I think he can do it again. Okay, yeah, Rory's Rory's been Rory's been good. He's always in he's he's Rory, he's always in the mix. But the thing with Rory lately is Bryson DeChambeau owns real estate in his head, just like most of the other pros in the league. Rory McElroy admitted that he was trying to gas him out there like DeChambeau, and he got caught up a little too much in that. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Rory could win at any time. That being said, I think the British, Mike, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Westwood. Yes, because the world is weird and. Maybe this is the time that Lee gets it, like he gets it together for four days, Mike. It's like, so, it's like, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like somebody offers him a beer on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and he just keeps picking it up at once. If he didn't, you know, whatever it was, and not to say it's beers or whatever, but this dude cannot pull it together for a weekend, Mike. Dude, it's it's sad to see. I mean, every time he gets close, but he's being very consistent, and that is what. And he's had a proven track record, so if he can get it done, yeah, uh, Brit- for sure. Do you think British though? Oh uh, well, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you my my four. Oh, yeah. I think I, uh, I think I already got. So PGA is my last PGA. one. Yeah. Oh, let's get with uh Deshambo. I he's gonna get one. Um Okay. I, I would say the PGA because the PGA they just play in a you know an easy course for Deshambo right. they just you know bomb the shit it's out. To bomb it. Yeah. So who wins the FedEx Cup? Um who's the number one golfer when it's all said and done? 
Rory. Uh, Rory. Yeah. All right, cool. I like that. I like that. All right, so for what I see right now, winning the winning the Masters, bro, I think it is going to be – I think it's going to be Brooks Kepka. Oh. I'm going to go Brooks. I'm going to go Brooks at the Masters because there's – because like we just talked about, Justin Thomas really wants it, great form. All these guys, great form. Okay. Sleeper, Brooks Kepka, going to come in there. He did pretty good last year, but he – Brooks Kepka, Masters, okay? U.S. Oh. Open, we are going with um, – we are going with, I want to say, we're going with John Rahm at the U.S. Open. No, oh. we are going with oh, yes. John Rahm. Oh, wait a minute. No, you John Rahm. Mike. Mike. John Rahm, U.S. Open at, okay. the, um, at the the Open Championship <laughs> at where you're going with DeChambeau mm. because mm. – um, yeah, like I'm going like with the Shambo. Oh, that's a bold ass pick, Mike. Because I think, yes, we think oh, you know, he's Mike. a bomber. He's, but yeah. he's so technical as well. So no, I want us no. to win in uh, in an open championship. What do you mean, no? Mike, he's a bomber. And it's a, he has a narrow. You think he's that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, that's I a do. lot. Of, that's a lot of faith in your boy. I respect it, but Mike, you have one more for the PGA. Give me it. The PGA going with uh, Jason Day to win another PGA championship. <laughs> that's your boy. You always that want Jason Day, and Mike, I respect the shit out of you for it. Yeah, I mean, as much as I want, I mean, I I didn't pick Lee Westwood. I would love to see Lee Westwood win any of these majors, just like I would love to see Ricky Fowler win any of these majors. Like, um, of all my guys, those are some. Those are the, those are the guys. We did have two though. Yeah, we did have two. DeChambeau is gonna win one this year for sure. Whatever it is, he's gonna win one. The guy's prime, man. Like right, right. now, he. he Morikawa bested him, and like he's gonna, he's gonna come back. And he's there, and you know what, Mike? The one I, I wouldn't mention being realistic, but the one I always want is I would love Phil to steal one because if he gets hot, like is it's over. He's in the top four. If he gets hot, if he gets hot, and. He can't because he's freaking Phil. <laughs> yeah. So, would you love a good little Phil run against one of these guys? Yeah, I would. I really would. I what would love do you to think? see Phil got some it, form going. So, in which major would be the in most fun? The Masters. Dude, it's sure. got to be the Masters, huh? I saw a clip of Phil today uh, just doing classic Phil stuff of hitting a bad tee shot. And then he hit his second shot over some trees, and he hit it into the grandstand. And then he got got some relief because you know in the grandstand. Then he chips it on the green, makes par, dude. Uh, it's pretty cool. Kidding? Pretty cool. Class, class, <laughs> Phil, dude. Class, Phil. Yeah, wonderful. You know? Yeah, cool, pal. 
it was cool. But Phil, man, I don't, I don't know. Um, the thing that I find wicked cool though uh, about Ricky Fowler, um, his clubs, dude, they're like made out of copper. Hmm. It, well, I, I don't think it's all made out of copper, but it has like a, a copper like coating on it, and they're like very, very, very traditional clubs, very thin. Uh, they look like at they look like needles, bro. Uh, like copper needles. Basically. It's like I like I looked at I saw these clubs and then I was like, holy shit! I'm I would be scared to play golf with these. So you like literally have to hit the most accurate strike as you hit. Yeah, the per, ball. pretty much. Like the the surface face of the club, you have nothing. Yeah, pretty much. It's, oh, Jesus it's, Christ, man! It's intense, <laughs> but not done. His, but his golf, and these are his custom clubs. Like this is what he wanted. But I'm telling you, man, like he might have probably the toughest golf clubs to hit if. Okay. if you Mike, there are two people in this world. The ones like me who go, you know, muck it up on the golf course, drinking, smoking cigars, and then Ricky Fowler who plays with like uh you know, he's got like he's got like a curved mini golf club that he's chipping on for par. <laughs> Bro, it's 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 pretty crazy because uh, the way I'm thinking about it, it's Psych- like, damn, Psycho. golf golf isn't hard enough. Professional golf isn't hard enough mm-hmm. playing against all these pros and these tournaments and shooting low scores and all this pressure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself uh, – it, it has all the new age technology, obviously, but it is still – it is literally like a needle. It's, it's cool. It's cool. But, yeah, John, let's uh, – I feel like that was pretty good for golf talk. Um, I wanted to I wanted to ask you about I wanted to see if we could bring up subtitles again if we could talk about that. Yes. I'm okay. Um, Mike, what kind of subtitles are we talking about here? Okay, so I I wanted to talk about like you know on shows that are made in you know America or you know where if the show is made in the native country you know you're in the subtitles will always uh you know line up now what's happening in america is we are very much obsessed with other with like the uk and stuff and there's all these you know foreign dramas now being promoted on netflix like left and right and so we're checking them out and watching it got the subtitles going because of the ha- some heavy accents, totally fine, not a big deal. And then come to find out that like the the words that I'm hearing like aren't matching up with the subtitles on the bottom. And like I guess I'm more new to the, the subtitle game here, John. Like, does this ever happen to you? Is this a big problem? Um, it 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 really kind of annoyed me because I. It was like broken almost, it seemed. No, and actually it's weird that you say that because I've thought about bringing people into the subtitle game. It, Mike, you got to kind of massage them in there. You know, like you, it, 
it's like, guys, it's not going to be great. It's me when somebody asked me to watch a like dark that show, which is a brilliant show, and I've watched every season. But the the dubbed over thing where I read their lips because I can read lips. Right, right. But you watched it uh, a few years ago, right? You right. didn't watch it. Yeah, see, they redid the translation on that show. Where, no, no, no. Uh, no, 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 they did. I'm, I'm telling you, in Dark, they redid um, the whole the the whole translation of it because um, one of one of uh, my girlfriend's friends. Um, oh, oh no, that was that, that was my but that was my problem though, Mike. That they uh, that, uh, that, that uh, it was in English subtitles, but it was in it was German. it was super broken. And no, 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 not no, not the subtitles or anything. It was just because I read lips, but the subtitles were in English, so I'm reading their lips in German. As right, right. as as the subtitles are in English, but I don't know German, man. Like, right. if could, like if you could read lips, you have to read like that. But with the but with the subtitles, it. It's it, that's not how it works, man. When it's dubbed over, it it just doesn't work. It, all of those together do not translate. I promise you. It sounded terrible, like the way I explained it. My bad. <laughs> no, it's all right. But I'm telling you, man, they uh, they did a whole different uh, translation in right. in that show, and it it does sync up like a lot lot better. Um, it is it is tough sometimes and i'm sure people in other countries that are watching you know our shows and sub with subtitles on feel the same way and it's but it's a dangerous game it's a dangerous game but i'm telling you that on some of these more obscure shows that are coming from different countries they have they'll have like some different subtitle options that you can choose for like english options and the dialect will just be di- complete different words. Like they'll say a, a <laughs> sentence, and it'll be like, you know, the the cat crossed the street, and you know, the cat crossed the street, and then a different subtitle will just have half of that sentence. It'll be like, the cat crossed over, or something like that, and it'll right. just completely misinterpret the word and so that's what that's what throws me off about it mm. i like that because yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know what Dangerous i, I think i think everybody needs to you know what out of all the things you can't be mad at something that just sounds funny in your own native language and you know what? <laughs> laugh about it and just move on like you know, it'd be very nice if people just did that all the time. You know, don't get offended all the time. Something simple like that, you know. Like, well, like, right. Well, I feel me, like most people do, aren't putting together that there's more that goes by. You know, Mike. The, the people, like the people that translate these TV shows, like, you know how much work goes on behind that? They, the that. show that you were mentioning, about dark, about how you hated it three years ago when you watched it because it was so tough to get through. They redid the whole thing because because people felt like like that and they didn't want 
people to to have like a bad rough translation so like one dude like tried so hard to like translate it as best he could from german to english and then they went back in and um tried it again well you know i'm i'm actually kind of pumped to now rewatch it again if they're gonna do that like yeah i'm down maybe i'm just one of those people who just didn't get it you know it, it was a hard thing uh well no i totally agree i mean this some some of the stuff that like i feel like i was bringing up is kind of like what you were experiencing like no, a couple years ago when you were watching it i can't and I also did not understand the three timelines, Mike. There were three timelines going on that, like, they kept bopping in and out. And it was wonderful, but it was like Stranger Things, like, if we had, like, another side story, and that's enough for me. Well, yeah, I mean, well, Stranger Things is almost, like, based off, off of that, like, there's elements from that show like in Stranger Things. That's, um, that's because uh, our boy Hop uh, is in you know, right right near Germany during the Cold War Russia. I mean, he's working on things. I mean, they did leak exactly. it. What do you think, Mike? I'm, Stranger Things is our you know, our show, dude. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it whenever it comes back. Um, I do think it'll be uh, a really good one. I don't know if it'll be the final season, but I'd be curious. I'm curious to see how old the kids look, you know? So. That, I want to see like what they, how they spin it with the timeline, because it's like, it's going to be like a two year jump, you know? I mean, you know, they they bump in and out of the what is the upside down world or whatever. I maybe they'll I think they'll probably make it work re, re ridiculously, obviously. But you know, I'm thinking, I don't know. Are are we gonna see the end of it? Are they gonna wrap it up very well? I kind of think it's gonna get the Game of Thrones kind of kill, you know. Like it's just gonna well, be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like the sixth season was good, and here we are, and it's and it's over. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think Stranger Things is it's its own story. I think the problem with Game of Thrones is that towards the end they made it more about some of the the tertiary stuff and what like the general public opinions on it like i feel like the creators of this stranger things show they had a certain they had a certain story arc and they're just hitting they're just gonna hit that and like Ooh. that's gonna be it. okay okay i get mike that sounds awesome i mean i guess i mean that's what i hope i mean my hope is for them not <laughs> to sell out you know like I don't want that. I you know I don't want them to sell out and then it go on like a season too long. But I do think that this season, I think the eventual next season will be good. And if they do one after that, we'll see if they sell out or not. That's fair. Like not everybody can beat Tom Brady. <laughs> no, no, but, not everybody. But um, Mike, you got another. Uh, oh, we got to talk about the tournament, man. 
real quick. Yeah, because yeah, man, about let's get to into happen, it. Okay, because yeah. I, I got it. I got it up right here. I'm very excited to talk about it. Like very, very pumped, Mike. Because I got, I got bracket busters and shit all over. That's never gonna work. <laughs> well, you never know, dude. I mean, of course. I, 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 there's all these millions of brackets, man. Maybe this is maybe this is the year that you this get is, This is my year, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Mike, what? I mean, obviously, without going through every pick, um, I got some takes. Okay, my main number one overall take, as soon as I saw this bracket is I'm pretty sure we get the Oklahoma-Missouri 8-9 matchup like every single year. Um, I think it's all they're always 8 versus 9, uh, and they always go against each other in the first round. Oklahoma-Missouri, 8-9, boom, every year. You know what? It's very funny that you said that because I was thinking, yeah, I got to do it. Um. And either way, how I how I look at both that, I don't even know which one I want to pick. Like I don't uh, even dude. care, you know. Like well, it, it's so ridiculous. This season, I mean, this tournament, I feel like yes, there are some like really good teams, but I think I think there's room for a big upset. Like I feel like there's potentially like ten teams that could win this tournament. Oh, so you're saying Missouri is your? Uh, is no, your I'm not. No, I'm oh, not. Oh, no, you're not. No, I was just making a joke. I was just saying that the eight nine matchup of Missouri versus Oklahoma is just a funny matchup to me because I just think it happens every time. Um, so, but Mike, the, the, none of those teams I have going deep. Mike, the site that I'm looking at right now says and. Oh, with like a little thing above it, uh, RF slash APP on ESPN. I don't know who that number sixteen seed is, but they're playing Gonzaga. They're gonna <laughs> win, and then they're gonna be even Oklahoma or Man. Missouri. I don't care who comes out of it. They're gonna be whoever that whoever that like really like bad. Bad email you send to somebody that you think is actually a person, but they're just like at gmail.com with like and like some Q with a little fucking thing above it. Norfolk, maybe Norfolk. a thing under it. I don't even goddamn know. North, North, it looks like shout, shout, shout you know, Vince Staples. Uh, but. Yeah, it was a North slash app. Yeah, who is his 16 playing? There's definitely going to be some upset right now. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, dude. It's um the best upset. Who? So Um, who do you think is going to be the best upset? I know the uh, my favorite upset that I pick. Um, you know, honorable mention upset is you is UConn beating Alabama in the first round, but I feel like a lot of people might have that. Um. I think my the I don't know I don't even know why, but I got LSU beating Michigan in the uh, to go play Texas. 
Yeah, no, I am super big on that one. That is like yeah, one of my that main was upsets. Really and then I forget, big. I have a eleven also, seed. I... Moving on, I forget which one it is though. Yeah. Um, no, nah, no, nah, it's not the other one. What's the uh, what's the other six eleven matchup? Syracuse for me. Um, six eleven. We got. I think I have Utah uh, State. In Texas that one. Tech, Utah State. I got Utah State going a little bit. I'm caught. And then, um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we uh, picked. Yeah, we picked uh, uh, Drake. We picked whoever wins that one. Wichita, the Drake or Wichita against USC. USC. Oh, and then BYU, UCLA. Yeah, being Baylor. I can see M- MSU, oh, UCLA, BYU. Either yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. That was the other one that I had too. Um, I don't no, have B- back uh, BYU. Um, I believe, and I don't want to go through every single game, obviously, but. There, there's an upset. Um, what are what are the four? No, uh, what's a good three fourteen matchup? I feel like there was a serious upset in there. I think I picked like Rent Winthrop or something. All right, so we got three fourteen is. North. Oh, I actually got Purdue North doing Texas some damage in against this Purdue. Minus seven Purdue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to beat the shit out of that team. How are right. you doing? Moving, moving on. North Texas. Welcome. Here you go. But, you know, see you later. Uh, yeah, Virginia later, versus Ohio. I, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Ohio, you're out of here. Nice to. Yeah, nice to know you. Virginia minus seven. Both Purdue, Virginia minus seven. You're gonna hammer, Mike, we're going to hammer that parlay because that is, yeah, they're going to beat the shit yeah, out well, yeah. of those teams. What's an upset in there? Right, so got? Let's, get in, let's get weird. Um, oh, we got Liberty, right? Hell yeah. Oklahoma State versus Liberty. I would say I would take a, no. a – uh, yeah, see, like, I don't know. Maybe I would take that. I would take that one over the other side. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I think Florida, Florida State's State pretty good. Um, I think Florida State's South gonna have Carolina. a tough second round matchup potentially against LSU, Georgetown potentially. I think I might have Georgetown losing again. Georgetown. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Look, well, George, dude, you, wait, to Colorado? My, my final four is like almost you're out of but like I I threw some daggers out there. I mean, that's a dagger. I feel like that's a dude. I have Florida. Dude, I feel man, like that's a uh, move that so, you like, do. I'm no, I'm one like, Florida to go make a run in basketball for some reason. Well, because well, because I don't feel like I don't I don't have faith in Baylor. Yeah, yeah. no, in I, this I, I, region, and you like Florida. so. Let's get fucking weird. <laughs> Dude, I I want to have I want to have them losing it. 
of North Carolina in the second round. I want Baylor out of there. Yeah. But then also, I think those you're have Ohio be State being around there, Purdue. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, God damn yeah, it's going to be like, fun. I missed you know, miss that. I missed I, I didn't watch every single college basketball game. But I will be watching. I will be watching this tournament. Uh, I think Texas is no, a really good team. I've watched zero. Mike, yep, yep. they won the Big 12. That's probably good. I've heard. You know, so. Tough road. They got to go, you know, they got to go against like the Big 10, which apparently has Illinois, right. you, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, and and they're stacked this year. And maybe, maybe Florida's right. good from the SEC. I don't know. I don't think guys like St. Bonaventures or anybody from the MAC to shout out the MAC. This is my theory. Similar to what we so saw who in we the of college football, I think this is going to be okay. like a bigger division, bigger conference type tournament. Like you were talking about just now with you know the Big 12 teams, the Big 10 schools. Um, those seem to be like the powerhouse conferences, and then you got the SEC, which is like cutthroat basketball almost. So I think, I think the winner of the tournament will come out of those three um, divisions potentially, and probably to me, to me, I think Illinois is really good. Um, I like them. That is my winner as well. That's my winner. That's my winner. Yeah, I, I, I honestly do believe that they're just they're. I don't know if they're that good, but I'm not gonna bet on Gonzaga ever. And that's another story, Mike, that I can't get into without pissing the people right, who listen to us. Gonzaga. And then maybe but dude, never, I think like the, the, that, I, I really want that. <laughs> Illinois Ohio State rematch. That's what I want. Unreal. I want to see that in uh, the lead eight or whatever. That'd be sick. Oh yeah. Oh but yeah. I think this tournament's gonna be really fun though. But who? But, but who wouldn't? But who wouldn't want that matchup? You know, like that, that's the best part about the tournament is you end up getting the weirdest matchups that you didn't think. Right, what exactly. happen? It's and like they happen a couple I, of times. You're like, bro, this is like, the greatest rivalry like of all. How I feel about LSU. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. You know, I like Michigan. Okay, you know, we like the letter M. My name is Mike. Okay, you know this is true. I, you know, but we like LSU for some reason, and for it's some true. reason, I have taken quite the fandom to the LSU college basketball program right now. And, you know, I'm just, I feel like that's what you do in March, man. <laughs> See, you know what's going to really bother you about me is I've, I've had a couple of brackets now because I'm that guy who always had that guy in the other bracket. Uh, but, Dude, I've never picked LSU that's, to win. That's fine. I don't know uh, why. I don't know why I like go LSU, but for some reason, 
I just got them putting in some work. And sure, I'll probably be disappointed because, you know, the Bonnies or whatever. Oh, my God. I kind of love It's all fun matchups. Like <laughs> uh, and that's why. Colorado Georgetown. That's what I mean. Florida State and Greensboro. You know, Bon Bonnie's might be good. Teams, but I don't know, dude. If the, if the LSU <laughs> could get through that first round, they could they could do some dude. magic, bro. Yeah. All it takes is one. You got to start the run. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, all you right. don't have to do that. I mean, don't let me sway you. Action might be all in on LSU now again. Yeah, you're seeing the path, bro. You're seeing what I see. No, no, no. I'm, no, now I'm just, I'm just going to, yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing the path. But Georgetown? I'm also seeing way more where I'm going to put a shit ton of money on Georgetown. Yeah. To make a move. They had a good run. Yeah, dude, because they had the, uh, you know, Patrick Ewing, he made, yeah. the, you know, he made the tournament. It yeah. is wide open, dude. So I was thinking about Because this Florida is State. wide open. I have nothing on Florida State. <laughs> uh, at, yeah, probably. Colorado is, is garbage. Um, St. Bonaventure. Say the Bonnies, the Bonnies, the give me the Bonnies the against Michigan. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, this is gonna be a lot of. Uh... Oh, that'd be a lot of fun, dude. How fun! So, wait a minute. I got a question. I'm looking at this right now. Which one have you done when you're looking at all the matchups? That you you don't really <laughs> know, but man, you're dude. just gonna base it on their uniforms. Cause yeah, everybody's man. done uh, this in March Madness. Don't fucking like sure that. I know you've I had done a this. Uniform debate. You know, because I didn't know who I wanted to pick in UNC versus Wisconsin. So we went with North so we went with North Carolina because of the uniforms. Ooh. Ah, see, but it is that is a tough matchup because I was talking myself and yeah, you gotta go with our. I I think I still have Wisconsin, but that's a uniform one. Um, let's see, what was it? Another good uniform one. Uh, I think, I think, um, it it's uh, West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go West Virginia there. I think West Virginia could be Morehead State. Oh, it's yeah. it's a tough. I feel one. like West Virginia got solid. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, no. What's a I good? Uh, gotta... What's a good uniform? But Morehead State is putting up a good fight, Mike. I can't say it was. I would say in it just in this context, um, I would say the orange uh, oh, okay. Tennessee yeah, yeah. versus go. that's that's gonna uh, be a heavy orange. Oregon right State, there. pretty good. 
I would like liberty hey, to play hey, somebody I, who's I just had better this thought. than um, State. Remember, a remember a few stuff. years back when um, Duke was like a higher up seed and they won the whole tournament. At then they were like they were like a five seed or a four seed or a six seed or something like that. Forget what year it was, but they they weren't number one. Uh, what what if UConn wins the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Now UConn is ranked seven in their in their their side of the bracket there, and if they win, right? I feel like that's not a huge underdog story because they're a reputable program that has won multiple titles. In in the past, so I don't know, dude. I feel like UConn might be a good team to face potentially. A little little run, Mike. I love I love that you say that. I absolutely have them on my Sweet Sixteen. That's going to happen. And Mike, you got to right. They won as an eight seed with Kemba. So, I mean, you can't count them out. I mean, they're UConn. They, they, they're pretty but good at basketball, I pretty think. Good, as pretty good, pretty good. Like, just like that, like that steady stream you got going. Pretty good. Might be. Might, oh, might bro, be uh, Drake, Drake got the win, huh? So, they'll be playing. Uh, Wait a minute. Michigan State, huh? And we got Norfolk State up. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, the first four, like the wait, are there still games going like on? UCLA, right Michigan State tips off like right now. Yeah, so yeah, so so as soon as the pod's okay. over, you'll have college basketball watch. Anyway. So Yeah, All right, no, so I'm in on that. John, Let's sign it off. Talk to you. And we'll talk Enjoy later. the rest of your night. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Colts it takes, baby. Peace. Mm-hmm.